Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and the way that, the way that he was overtaking them was leaving them for skin and bone. Oh, oh I like that's a it. that's a free one. For Make you. no bones about it. Oh, oh dear! Oh. Hold Here your horses. Oh. <laughs> it's now a million euros. Yeah, this is wild. They've whacked that up. <laughs> Talk about whacking it up. Where's that money yeah, going? That's four times the amount. I mean, that's mm. that's nuts. Hello and welcome to On Track GP, where four fully grown adults have dressed up for Halloween. Yes, this is happening. Uh, Abby, Matisse, Richard, lovely to see you. I'm actually going to turn my little horse off because I think <laughs> it's going to be get, get in the way a little bit. So, what's your costume, Abby? Uh, I'm a skeleton. I'm a, I'm a skeleton. So you've matched with Matisse, who looks like he's about to rob my nan. Yeah, I'm unsure what the balaclava is about. <laughs> and R- Richard's about to drop a diss track as a as a Jedi. Yeah. Well, are you are you Yoda? I don't know. I'm whatever Amazon told me I am. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Little little plug for them as well. Well, of course we're here to discuss yesterday's race, the Mexico City Grand Prix. Uh, let's do first thoughts on that. What did you make of the race, Abby? I actually thought it was quite a good race. I mean, obviously it wasn't great from a keeping Checo in check perspective. Um, you know, checked out early doors yeah. um, at his home Grand Prix. I was upset for him, to be fair, because the crowd were leaving, which I also think is so yeah. rude to be leaving, <laughs> considering he went out and like, Literally 10 seconds into the race, they're yeah. like, no, I'm getting home now. He had one purpose. Yeah. And that, that was for Checo. Um, that was it. I, it's, his, it's his error. He yeah. got a bit giddy. He got a bit excited. He put his foot down on on the on the starting line. He got away so and he got well. Away really quick. Both the Red Bulls did. And um, if three doesn't go into one, it's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't work. It's not an even number. Needed and, a wider uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, unlucky for him because I really was looking forward to seeing what he could have done after that turn because he had the pace from the beginning. But he 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 was too excited and he ends up slamming it straight into Leclerc. So. Do you think Richard? It was one of those where he went this is probably going to be my only chance to get ahead of Max this whole race. I've got to do it now or never. Well, there's the rest of the year, probably. <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. be honest about it. The thing is with Mexico, what makes it hard, and I raced there in, in 2016, is this, it's over a kilometre from the start line to the first corner. And so you don't just have the usual, okay, get to the start and then break for the first corner. You get the slipstream effect. So you always get tempted to end up going three wide into there. And um, and yeah, let's be honest, he wasn't going to catch Max unless he overtook him there. But he, you know, that he was quite right in what he said. You you did expect Leclerc to break a bit earlier, having been in the middle. But then again, Charles is never one to, to give up in a battle. So it's 100% on him. And I do feel a bit sorry for him. And, you know, it, but that's racing, right? At the end of the day, if, mm. if he wanted to be in the lead, he should have qualified better. Well, I'm, and so. it was only in the preview that we were saying, ah, 
second place in the drivers you know construct the drivers championships probably over now you know after that lewis situation last weekend and then bang next thing you know 20 mm. 20 points behind and he's under pressure again perez mm. well i tell you what perez is lucky that lewis dnf last week yeah oh sorry mm. not dnf was disqualified yeah. uh, last week mm. because if he hadn't the gap between them would be one, one point. point yeah <laughs> wow one point Pain even more and now. let's be honest you know, with the form that Lewis is in at yep. the minute you could see him quite easily beating Perez in the final race we've got three races left I mean yeah. it, last week I was saying oh it's 39 points now there's there's no there's not really any possibility of Lewis catching up now it's 20 points three races left Interlagos I mean anything can happen there mm. we'll, we'll have a little chat about that later on but I worry I worry for Sergio Perez particularly and let's have a talk about this with the performance that Daniel Ricciardo has put in yeah Daniel uh, honestly how was he Where qualifying Q, from, yeah. uh, sorry P4 <laughs> in Alpha Tauri yeah. when I saw that the other day I was like surely not but yeah. he's obviously proving a point that he wants to be in that second seat with Max he's looking around and seeing that Perez he's, he's been brilliant historically as a second driver but this season he hasn't been there and luckily Max hasn't had to rely on it we've been saying this the whole season mm. and now we're looking at it and if Perez doesn't finish second this is a big claim for Danny Ricciardo to come in the best that Alfa Tauri have done all season and the fact that he's managing to do it in that car and, and qualify P4 and I think yesterday finished what was it P7 in the end mm, yeah. amazing return on an Alfa Tauri and you have to start asking questions but whether or not they'll want to do it as a year deal I mean Perez only has a year left would they only take Danny Rick for another year is is he good enough to help Max at the top of the grid week in week out that's another question in itself well you make a great point because Daniel Ricciardo's performance yesterday has lifted Alfa Tori from 10th to 8th in the constructors mm. which is huge million dollars. Well, well there you go 20 million does, dollars does that stake enough of a claim for him to maybe get that second seat Richard well the way you the way you could look at it let's you know we all know Perez is bringing a fair amount of money but I highly doubt it's more than uh, more than 20 million dollars so all of a sudden Danny Rick has recovered the the price difference for the Red Bull group as a whole that um, that Perez would be able to bring so all of a sudden maybe that justifies having and he's got his own fan base as well exactly like he's not no his own, slouch in terms own, of that exactly marketing. his own marketing side and everything we all see it okay it's not quite as, as much as Perez mania but we all see when he goes to Australia the other thing that was cool about Danny Rick this weekend was for the first time since he came back, I think we started to see the old Danny Rick. Mm. You know, he always, he's had, he, every time you saw him, he just had, was smiling all yeah. the time. And you can always see in his body language whether he's enjoying himself. And he looked like he was like, okay, I found my mojo again now. I'm feeling good. Mm. So, Matisse, I think that the, the toss up that Red Bull will have to do is do we stick it out with Checo yeah. and go, oh, look, we know he's not been great, but ultimately he's still second. The worst he's going to get is third. We've still won the constructors. Or do they roll the dice? And go. Let's get Dan let's get Danny Rick in. He's probably going to outperform what Checo's done, but is it worth the risk? That's what Red Bull have got in front of them. It was a bit for me as well. They, they made the decision to announce Ricardo and um, Sonoda for next season at AlphaTauri, and obviously leave Liam Lawson to the wayside, which I think was a bit of an early move considering how poorly Perez has been doing. I think you know maybe wait it out a bit longer. Now that that's been announced, it'd be kind of strange now if they were to go flip the other way and leave Perez off off their driver lineup for next year. I think. All this could do for Perez right now is put him under immense pressure starting next season. If he doesn't get off to a good start in the safe first three, four races, I think then they might potentially look at pulling the plug. But I don't think they'll make that decision this early on, considering they've, they've said to Liam Lawson, you're not in the, the lineup. I don't even think it comes mm. to next season. I think considering that we've got, what, three races left mm. and what we were talking about with Lewis, it, he has to be perfect for these next three races, in my opinion. Mm. I mean, he should have been mm. in multiple others, but he won't be there, especially for think. these. He has to redeem mm. himself and have three perfect races and he has to be on a podium, in my opinion, in the next three races, if not all of them in that car. So I would be judging it if I'm Christian Horner and Red Bull. I'd be saying, right, you've got three races to prove to me we should keep you for next year because everyone 
one is improving. We've seen Mercedes at better mm. this year. Ferrari will improve as well. Aston, they're already focusing McLaren. on next year. And McLaren, most importantly, they look brilliant this year. Yeah. So mm. all those cars, they're all going to improve. And at some point, Max might need someone to help defend a little bit better <laughs> rather than him just be 14 seconds ahead on his own. Yeah. So he's got three races, in my opinion, to prove that he should be in that second seat for next year. And you, it's, it's a shame. I love, I really love Checo, but yeah. you can, you can't argue with what you've seen this year in that car. If you, if you put, um, say, Ricardo hypothetically, Perez finishes in third, you put Ricardo in that seat. Do you bring Liam Lawson into Alfatari the next year? And what do you I, do with Perez? I mean, the thing Release is, with, the thing is with Liam Lawson is that he, um, you know, he did a, a, a fantastic job when he came into Formula One, but he came into Formula One in quite a lucky position where he had no pressure. And he said in an interview um, a, a week or so ago that he knew well before everybody else did that he wasn't going to get the seat next year, so he still had no pressure. And, you know, the, the, the only thing I would say about Lawson is, as I said, following the Super Formula Championship, which concluded this weekend, um, he has had a couple of moments when he's been in quite a vicious championship fight where he's not been that consistent towards the end of the season. So being young, I think that they probably feel they've got a really good product there, but that he needs to grow up and mature mentally a little bit, which is nothing against him. You know, he, he's, he's, what, 19 years old. Mm. And, I mean, we, they, we all grow up at, at different rates. Um, but I, I, you know, the the thing that would really make me consider uh, the the Perez situation is Lando Norris's pace at the weekend was would be frightening for them because yeah. I think he would have been able to give Max a run for his money had he started in in the position where Definitely. he should have qualified yeah. in. Well, let's have a talk for about me, was, Lando because yeah. I mean we saw him come from nineteenth to fifth twice. So and, he did it twice and with a terrible second start. Exactly as well. yeah. from that red flag, he dropped back four positions. I mean he was an overtaking machine yeah. yesterday. So good. With it felt a little bit like he had something to prove. Hey, I know there's been hype about Oscar, but don't forget who's the number one yeah. driver yeah. here. Mm. And and he drove like a number one driver. And it's a shame he didn't qualify well because I think mm. he would have been up there with Lewis for second, probably not with. Max, yeah, but he's up there for second place. Definitely. I think. Right. Well, I think probably. Yeah. I think Charles Leclerc probably wouldn't have finished P three if if Lando yeah. was up there from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. driver of the day. Hundred percent, unbelievable overtakes. Like it was just. The one he did on Ricardo was incredible. Oh, man on a, he was literally a man on a mission. Yeah, like it was, he was. He was yeah. scaring. He was people. hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And it, way. he was. And the thing is, he did everything within the rules as well. Like he didn't over overdo. It. He didn't push anybody off the off the track. Not like he, everything was just precise precision. Just. Excellent driving. Yeah, and the way that, the way that he was overtaking them was leaving them for skin and bone. Oh, <laughs> oh I like that's a, it. That's a free one. For Make you. no bones about it. Oh, oh dear. Oh, uh, Here we go. Halloween <laughs> 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 banter. You got no, I'm gonna stick to driving, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's have a let's have a chat about uh, Max Verstappen, who broke his own record, 16th win of the season. His own record was 15 wins last season. Mm. I mean, you just run out of superlatives for what this guy's doing. It's it's out of this world. Exceptional. Yeah, it's just it, it is literally perfect. You cannot you cannot pick anything that he could have done better during that race. Mm. Start was perfect. Qualified better, but then it didn't even matter. He still won it by about. I'm not being 30 funny. Seconds. When I saw I think that if anything, exactly. he did it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. When when I saw two Ferraris, P1, P2, and Max third, I thought. Nah, turn one. This is over. Like you just yeah. do when you when you see Max and you see the rebel, you know what he can and then do. I, and then you I, don't ever bank on him not yeah. him not getting in front. Uh, exactly, and I think and you know he's just so calm in all the situations. Even if he had come out the first corner and third, you know he still probably would have won it. And it looks so easy when you watch the onboards. Oh, he looks like he's driving to, to the shops, you know. He's so comfortable <laughs> yeah. in that car. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And Mexico is the, what, the, probably the slipperiest circuit of the season because it only gets used once a year for Formula One. Otherwise, it's a publicly open park. And obviously, being at altitude, the air density is really, really low. So there's probably, I don't know, 10, 20% less downforce than other circuits. So the cars are moving constantly. And we saw that quite a bit. But you go on his onboards. 
It's literally like he's driving a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Uh, the, the form he's in at the minute is frightening. Yeah. And it was the, the we quite often talk about like the maturity that he's he's grown mm. really over, I think, sort of halfway through last season and into this season. And that just shone through yesterday with how easily he took those Ferraris. There was never even the idea that he might never. clip them or whatever. It was just, no, I know I'm going to win this race and I'm going to do it on corner one. All right. When was, <laughs> well the, when was the last time he made a mistake? Oh, that's a great question. Someone will tell us in the comments. The Lewis season, because I, I, I can't remember anything really. Yeah, this yeah. Season. Probably twenty. I say probably him so and maybe Lewis. Maybe twenty twenty. No, not three years. Mm, I reckon twenty, maybe you, the twenty-one year. There must be, have there yeah. was. Yeah. All right, maybe twenty-one at a push. Yeah. But in terms of mistakes, I mean, but we then, haven't seen it for a very long time. You compare that to like the 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 greatest in any sport. Compare it to you know your, your footballers or your boxers or you know. And you look, let's say, imagine a footballer, a Premier League footballer going 40 games without making a mistake. Yeah, mad. <laughs> you know, it's mad. just unheard of. So. Yeah. Let's go from the best to the worst. And I think they were the slowest team yesterday. What the hell has happened to Aston Martin? Holy uh, smokes. Not only were they slow, but they double DNF'd. They were rubbish. Yeah. They have been yeah. rubbish for a while. They have. Yeah. It's just been a gradual, well, quite sharp decline, I guess you could say. Like, we've, we've not even even kind of mention them for podium that that that's long gone we haven't yeah. spoken about them for months it's no. like that first quarter it was all aston 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 we're yeah. getting so excited there's going to be someone challenging you know maybe maybe they can challenge the big three kind of at the top mm -hmm. but we have not spoken about them no probably since before summer break mm. they're gonna have a serious serious winter otherwise a lot of people are gonna have their heads rolling and getting a few p45s i think are they not <laughs> are they not focusing on next year now it they seems they've to. just given up and they are focusing on next year they have to but then again you know the, the next year's rule changes aren't that aren't that dramatic so how much can you actually find if you've gone down a path with a philosophy unless you completely change the philosophy and then you've got all the issues that come mm. with having to learn that mm. I, I they're in to be this bad at this stage, they're in they're in quite big trouble. And you know, having two DNFs as well, Brazil is another circuit which is at altitude. So if it was anything to do with cooling, then they're going to be in big trouble there. And also, Brazil is a much lower average speed, so much less cooling. Yeah. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if they have a double DNF next weekend as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, it does it does not look good, no. and Big Daddy Stroll is not going to be happy big Daddy. Um, <laughs> at all. We saw a huge crash. Uh, Kevin Magnussen mm. uh, causing the red flag. Richard, talk us through what you think happened there because we saw on the replay it was his back left it was that sort of went left. but well if you look at the the lap that he actually went off coming onto that lap through the last corner he had that massive snap which put him out wide and the snap actually happened at a place you wouldn't normally expect to snap he would already been back to full throttle so the diff would have been fully locked everything would have been fully okay so it wasn't at a phase where the tire was destroyed so to have a snap like that was very very strange and i think it actually broke before, uh, then and then it just completely gave up when he put the, the high-speed load on it uh, in the S's. And um, it was a big, big hit. You know, the, the when you watch the onboard, it doesn't look that violent. But those impacts where you go in sideways, you always feel it. And that's going to be a huge bill for Haas as well. Because yeah. you saw it's, the way it went in, it's done the gearbox, it's done the engine. He's going to have a lot of penalties coming up for the rest of the season as well. It's on yeah. fire. Um, and yeah, it, it was fortunately, it was the brakes which were on fire because they all of a sudden the cooling stops. Um, but it's it's going to be over a million quid that bill. And generally for Haas, they're now tenth. Yeah, because yeah. they they weren't bottom, and obviously after Alpha Tauri this this um, weekend, mm -hmm. they are now tenth. I think they've had a really poor season. And I mm. I actually don't really want to go as far as to blame the drivers as much because I think mm. Nico Hulkenberg's had a pretty decent season. And Magnussen's been okay, but they've got two reliable drivers. So mm. I guess. You have to look at the car. I think, you know, the upgrades that we saw that were meant to be on there for Texas, 
they took them all off. So mm. there clearly is something that is not quite right with the car. And it seems to be a recurring thing with Haas. Whether or not it's to do with, you know, the backing that they have, the lack of funds, maybe that's why they just can't seem to build. But when you have Alpha Tauri on the grid, when you've got Williams on the grid, when you've got Alpha Romeo on the grid, mm. I don't believe that Haas should be finishing bottom of that pack. No, but that's the thing. And uh, I mean, people always say about Haas and the budget. And of course, you know, the one thing in motorsport is that everybody loves to plead poverty. Um, but Haas is a huge organization. It's a massive, massive, multi, probably multi-billion dollar company um, in the US with the CNC and the machining and the tools and everything. So it depends on what Gene wants to put in. Obviously, they've got a, uh, a NASCAR program as well, which costs a serious amount of money. Um, but, I, you know, they have to, they're, they're a team which is going to have to completely ditch their philosophy going into the winter. So they're going to have to spend a lot of money on development going forward. And obviously losing this, um, losing th this constructor's position, that's going to cost about $20 million. Oh. And that's a monumental amount. It's so big. So big. Yeah. But yeah, the car is huge. so deggy. I mean, we saw towards the end, Hulkenberg was leaving tyre marks just driving <laughs> yeah. around. It was yeah. so aggressive on its tyres. I mean, they, yeah, they need to fix that and they need to fix that before next season because they can't do this again. I think yeah. it's going to be really interesting. I mean, obviously, Max is going to be is the focus and the centre because of what he's doing. But the battle for the midfield is going to be really exciting. If the mm. Constructors' Championship is that close, these next few races with that much on the line mm. is going to be really, really cutthroat at the, at the rear of the field. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a guy that I know that you like, Matisse, Alex mm. Albon snuck into ninth, yes. grabbed a couple of points. He must be very happy with that, right? Yeah, not 100%. Anytime you can get a Williams into the points, you, you know, you're you're laughing. And I think for him, his season's been a real stable one, like a really impressive one. He's taken that Williams and put it above maybe at station. Um, obviously, it's funny because he's never really spoken about as maybe someone that can go back to Red Bull, yeah. and, you know, but but maybe, you know, too too soon for that. But I'm very impressed with him. I think as well, leading that team with Sargent, similar to the praise I was giving Sonoda with, you know, DeVries early in the season, these guys have really stepped up in not only their driving, but, you know, leadership to say, I'm going to actually put this team on my back and get the majority of the points, knowing that you've got rookies with them. So, yeah, very impressed with him. And I'm looking forward to seeing his, his trajectory next yeah. season. He's an exciting driver, mm. an mm. exciting prospect. Richard, I want to get your take on this because the FIA uh, has implemented a rise in the most that a driver can be penalised. It was mm. 250,000 euros. It's now a million euros. Yeah, this is wild. So they've whacked that up. <laughs> Talk about whacking it up. Where's that money yeah, going? That's four times the amount. I mean, that's, mm. that's nuts. It is completely mental. It is completely insane. And, and you know, when, the, when you look at how much the drivers are having to pay for their super licences, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong, you get you, you, the, the headlines that we all think about in terms of finances of a Formula One driver will be your Lewis Hamiltons, your Max Verstappens who are making, you know, rock star levels of money. Um, but I can tell you there will be some people on the grid who will be making pretty decent money, but nothing catastrophic. And if, if the fine, a 250 grand fine would have already probably taken over a lot of the driver's yearly salaries, including mm. bonuses and everything. And, bad, and then... You know, on top of the, as I said, on top of the super license fees, it's completely wild. But a lot of the fines in motorsport, um, the drivers don't really get a lot of say on on what goes on. I mean, I got a fine for speeding in the pit lane in practice at Fuji, uh, and we get fined three hundred euros per kilometer that you're over the pit lane speed limit. Okay, but obviously you're practicing, so you need to practice for the race, and yeah. it's not like you're doing it yeah. on purpose. And again, you can't, you never really get a say. It kind of feels like a bit of a di dictatorship. Mm. So, you know, it's, they, they'll all just, they'll say, okay, it's going to be up to a million quid. But imagine someone coming in who's having the, you know, a relatively young driver. Let's take someone like Liam Lawson. He's not been making millions and millions. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's probably been making just a very honest salary. And then all of a sudden he's going to get slapped with a fine potentially for a million dollars. I mean, oh my word. 
where on earth is that going to come from? I'm really not a fan of this. And again, you can't actually see, you, you, you don't have any say in it, which I really, really don't like. So they keep increasing the super license fees every year. And I think at some point it's got to stop. Yeah, I mean, you've kind of summed that up quite beautifully. Mm. I think it's penalizing the people that maybe can't afford it. And that feels like, feels like the wrong thing to do. Yeah, correct. I mean, to be perfectly honest, what I, if they do want to increase the fines to stop people from doing certain things, then obviously there's prize money in Formula One. And of course you get a certain amount of money for winning the world championship through marketing resources and everything like that. Have a number and then times it by a percentage from the position in which you finished the previous year's championship. Mm. Because, you know, if you do have a million dollar fine, it's going to be annoying, but it's not going to change Lewis or Max's life. But if Logan Sargent gets a million dollar fine, if, if you know, someone like Liam Lawson or, or Nick DeFries gets a million dollar fine, that's going to change their life. And it's mm. just not on. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's weird that they don't just do a percentage of what they make. Yeah, exactly. well, they can't really quantify what you make because, you know, obviously then you have to take marketing and everything. But mm. there is an expectation and a summarization of what a driver does make. And if you just times it by the championship position and, mm. or how many points it scored last year, then I think that's a much fairer approach. But I'm not a fan of it at all. Yeah, yeah very, very interesting. Look, let's look ahead to Brazil. If you're mm. mega fans of On Track GP, will remember that in the preview before the season, Matisse said that this is one of his yes, favourite tracks. Indeed. Why do you love uh, the Brazil? Lewis tends race? to perform here. <laughs> <laughs> I just I do love the the the, the back straight as well. I mean, it's just it's I mean it's 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 a Red Bull car dream, really, isn't it? I mean, the amount of straight line speed you're going to get there, you you could overtake the whole grid and and go back around and do it do it again. <laughs> yeah. It's that long. So no, but I love it. I think I think the atmosphere for Brazilian the Brazilian fans they love the, the yeah. on track uh, not on track they love the Grand Prix I'm sure well. they love on track they love on track yeah check the demographics but yeah no it's, it's a lovely track it's got everything for me um you know tight corners long straight so I think it's really well balanced and it's it's very entertaining so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it give me some predictions what can we expect to happen who's gonna win wait I can answer that one for you are you gonna say Max Verstappen uh yeah I'm gonna say Max uh I'm gonna give it Max I'm gonna give Lewis with their newfound pace. Mm. And I really want to say Checo, but I just can't. I really want to say him. Don't. I'm going to have to go Lando. Yeah, reasonable. <laughs> Give me your three. That's actually my three as well. Yeah. I really think yeah. Lando, I really want him on a podium again yeah. after that performance. He was unbelievable last weekend. Yeah, Richard. Same here, those three. Yeah, We've all said the same. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we're all going to be completely wrong. Uh, Alex Albon <laughs> for the win. Uh, and there's always a good chance Danny of weather Rick, in Brazil. Danny Rick. Danny Imagine Rick. Danny Rick and an Alfa Tauri on the podium. That'll be interesting. <laughs> I'll, just, uh, I'll just pump myself up to finish off. Uh, thank you. That has been um, the Mexico Grand Prix. Audio listeners will not know what's going on, by the way. Uh, that has been our Mexico City Grand Prix review podcast episode. Uh, we've got a lot of content coming. We're doing a weekly quiz now, which is quite fun, and which we're about to go and shoot. And I'm quite nervous because it's me and Matisse versus Richard, and we're going to get spanked oh, uh, stick with us we're going to bring you lots uh, as it goes through and we look forward to Brazil but before I literally get eaten by this horse we're going to go thanks very much we're on ChatGP don't forget to like subscribe bye <laughs> <laughs>